From years of anxiety to warrior and mentor, Bradley Robinson created the Anxiety Project to help you end your anxiety naturally. Let's mold the new you and let's end anxiety together. Hello and welcome to the Anxiety Project podcast number 45. I am your host, Brad Robinson, here with you once again. And this week's episode is all about health anxiety and my top three biggest realizations when going through anxiety recovery. Now, before I started my recovery, I had these moments of clarity and bliss. These moments were so wonderful. They it felt like I was grounded and connected to the earth. You know, I was just sitting there on the subway one time where I I was just so caught up in the moment and I I felt all my anxiety go away. I felt like I was grounded and present. But then after 5-10 minutes reality comes back and I start feeling anxious. I start ruminating over problems in my life. So I I wanted to get back there. I wanted to get back there. It felt like there was this higher self, this this higher being that I can I can reach. This this person that I can become, but I didn't know how to get there. I didn't know how to get there. So later, I would spiral deep down into an anxiety disorder where I had severe health anxiety, I had agoraphobia, and I couldn't even leave my house because it was so bad. I was suffering so much from that. So, And then that led to my recovery because I, I ended up in a deep, deep hole and I, I I had nowhere else to go but up. So I sought after help and then the realizations came about once I started to get myself knowledgeable. Once I started to understand my anxiety, what was really going on in my life? Why am I living so chaotically? So there was so many different answers or so many questions that I wanted the answers to. So this is the list of the three biggest realizations when going through my recovery. Number three is the brain is neuroplastic. And this means that the brain is capable of unlearning something and the truth is is that you can strengthen new strong and powerful pathways within the brain old limiting and self-defeating pathways become weaker the more you go against your old ways of thinking the more you replace negative and limiting thoughts with strong, powerful thoughts, strong, rational thoughts, the more you strengthen and stimulate 
a new pathway, a new way of thinking. This opens your mind up to the world of possibilities. Once I started to get myself knowledgeable about my anxiety, my world opened up. There's so many different possibilities out there. Before, I was so narrow-minded. I thought everything was cured by a pill. You know, everything was cured by quick fixes like marijuana, alcohol, instant gratification that results in long-term consequences. So before I was very narrow-minded and and beginning this anxiety journey, I I felt like I was stimulating new pathways by learning all of this information. And you also stimulate new pathways and strengthen new pathways when you step out into the unknown. As you begin facing your fears, you begin to recondition yourself. You actually discover that you are tougher than you think. When you get out and face your fears, face the things you fear the most, face the situation where you expect a panic attack to occur and then you overcome it, you don't run away from your environment, you stay there, you ride the wave of panic and then what happens? You start to strengthen a new pathway. You actually start becoming stronger. You become stronger. You realize that you are capable of handling this kind of situation. You are capable of overcoming anxiety. But it takes consistent practice to strengthen that new pathway. So keep at it. People sometimes give up after exposing themselves to what they fear the most. They say things like, you know, I've been in this environment five times and I still feel extremely anxious. So I'm not getting better and I should just give up because I'm just too weak. I just can't do it. That is not good because if you do give up, and don't continue forward, then you're just going to end up strengthening the pathway that fears that situation and that environment. You want to continue stepping into the uncomfortable situations until your anxiety goes down from a level 8, 9, or 10 to a level 3. That's when you know you're getting somewhere. Old beliefs from others, such as, you are who you are. You can't teach a dog new tricks. I am too old to learn. People can't change. These limiting beliefs can keep someone from changing their situation. Especially the one where, where they say, you know, people can't change. I hear that one quite often. People can't change. Well, yes, this was a huge realization where for me where, you know, I I, I realized 
I can change. My brain is neuroplastic. I can learn new things and unlearn past old limiting beliefs. The truth is, we can change. And just by getting yourself knowledgeable in the first step of anxiety recovery, getting yourself knowledgeable about why you're feeling the way you're feeling can stimulate new pathways. When you're stepping outside your comfort zone, you're not used to learning this stuff. You never wanted to learn this stuff in your past. You might have gone off to dental college or or you went off when you went off to trade school, but then now you're learning about psychology and and your body. And that's really stimulating new pathways. You're getting to know yourself better. So getting yourself knowledgeable is important for strengthening new neural pathways. The second biggest realization when I was going through anxiety recovery is my unconscious mind kept ruminating over past memories because it wanted to deal with them and release them. Now, this is so huge because I always thought that you just block out those past traumatic memories. I remember getting so caught up in certain memories, past traumatic memories, such as embarrassing moments or, or a family member being ill or, or confrontations that I, 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 I didn't resolve. So I would go about my day and I would get so caught up in a past memory that after a couple minutes, five minutes, I would come back into reality and be like, oh my God, where did I just go for that five minutes? And then I would push that memory back down into my unconscious mind. But the unconscious mind only wants the best for you. It only wants the best for you. The unconscious does many things. First of all, it makes up 90% of the mind. The other 10% is your conscious mind. It's the iceberg effect. That rest of the iceberg underwater is the unconscious. And that little bit on top, that's the conscious mind. It stores memories and it organizes memories. It preserves the body. It generates habits. It represses memories with unresolved negative emotion. The unconscious mind presents these repressed memories for resolution. That's crazy. I would get so caught up in past memories and it just took me out of the present moment so often. That's because the unconscious mind is telling me to take care of this memory, to release this memory, but we're never taught how to. So we push it back down. We keep that negative energy in our body. But 
I realized going through my recovery that you can release these memories. You can release this negative energy from your body through reframing exercises, through NLP work. By getting in touch with your unconscious mind, you can release this memory and deal with the problem. Now, number one, the biggest realization I experienced going through anxiety recovery is the sensations I felt were caused by anxiety. I experienced a lot of feelings, sensations going through health anxiety and anxiety. I would get so caught up in them. I would wonder why I feel dizzy, why I feel nauseous. And and I would attach so much emotion to those feelings that when they come about again, I would feel anxious immediately because I would worry, what if I faint? You know, what if this is a real physical illness? So some sensations include the heart beating really fast. That's a common one. People think they're going to have a heart attack. Or another one is different pains throughout the body, body zaps. Or another common one, tingly in the hands, feet, and the head. There's lots of different sensations anxiety can produce. And we interpret those sensations as being life-threatening. And then we ruminate over these sensations on a daily basis. We link these sensations as medical problems, serious problems. And it's important to know that these sensations are produced from the amygdala, the fear response. When you are in fight, flight, or freeze, you have a rise in cortisol and adrenaline And this produces a lot of sensations. Your body is ready to respond to danger. So it's it's sending you a lot of signals. But your body is telling you something. Your body is telling you that, you know, you've responded to the environment. You've perceived something in your environment as life-threatening. And... There's things that you need to deal with. And this response was continually activated when I was going through my anxiety disorder. Every day I was in fight, flight, or freeze. I was feeling all of these sensations and I was extremely reactive towards them. I was completely sensitized to these feelings. I was constantly in fear, fear of dying. And this snowballed into many other fears, fear of this mole being cancer, fear of uh, this little strange lump on my leg being cancer, fearful of the world, fearful of going in into public places because of the fear of having a heart attack without anybody around and the fear of being judged by other people the fear of being embarrassed. There were so many of them. So my whole world, my whole being was completely sensitized. But the thing is, I misinterpreted 
these sensations. So this was a huge realization for me. This was huge. I misinterpreted all of these sensations. I thought these sensations were life-threatening. But knowing that this is a natural bodily response, that these sensations are caused by a natural bodily response, was a huge realization for me. And I never really had knowledge about my body. So getting knowledgeable, starting off your anxiety recovery just by studying, just by learning about what's going on, is absolutely huge. And that's why I say, listen to the podcast five times, ten times, however however many times you want. Just keep listening because... You want to ingrain this information within your unconscious. You want to grow and stimulate new neural pathways and get far away from the old you. You want to progress and get towards the ideal you, the you that is more neutral in your emotions, the you that is confident, powerful, spiritual, positive, the you that you admire. So listen constantly to the podcast, write notes, take the notes with you wherever you go and just get yourself knowledgeable. Thank you so much for tuning in to this week's episode. Like always, do not let your anxiety define who you are please rate and review this podcast on iTunes. And I will see you on the next podcast episode. Bye, everybody. For more podcast episodes, for more video content, and one-on-one coaching with me via Skype, visit www.unpluganxiety.com for everything you need to know about ending anxiety naturally. I love you all. Have a great day. Bye-bye.